Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The word of God from Revelation 7, our first reading for All Saints' Day. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, And crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is God's word. A number of years ago when I was serving at my first congregation in northern Minnesota in the town of Brainerd, There was a a local congregation, it wasn't a Lutheran church, it was a non-denominational church, and they met in the auditorium of an old school building. And the church was called Journey North. Not Journey North Church, just Journey North. And Journey North had a billboard right in the middle of downtown Brainerd, right on Highway 210, the main drag running through town. And on the billboard was a picture of a man from the waist down. And he was wearing jeans and tennis shoes. And the billboard said, these are my church clothes. Now I think you get the message that Journey North was trying to convey. Come as you are. You don't need to dress up to be here. Just just come and be with us. And that is certainly a sentiment that has definitely developed within the church over the last couple generations. I think many of us remember a time where jeans and tennis shoes in church, that just didn't happen, right? Right? I remember growing up here, I remember so many men in not just a tie, but a suit. Not a sport coat and slacks, but a full suit. Nice shoes, dressed to the nines, right? Women in dresses, the girls would be in dresses, boys would be wearing ties, and they'd be dressed up as well. But certainly, attitudes have changed, and more and more people Know that they are welcome in the church, regardless of what they are wearing. Now, both attitudes have a little bit of merit to it. On the one hand, the idea that we dress up to come into church has a lot to be commended to it. There's been a recognition in the, the, the days gone by that when we're in church, we are in God's Presence, And just as if I were invited to a wedding or if I were invited to meet a dignitary of some sort, I would dress a little different than I normally do. And yet, 
there is also something to be commended about whether you have a suit on or a dress doesn't matter that God's gifts are for you and you are not somehow more acceptable because of what you're wearing. Whether or not God receives you has nothing to do with your dress. Well, in the book of Revelation, we are reminded that church clothes do matter. And I hope you can tell where I'm going with this because the clothes, the apparel that are of significance have nothing to do with suits and dresses or jeans and sneakers and t-shirts. The clothing that is of utmost importance is that which cannot be seen. And there are two things I want to highlight in our first reading from Revelation 7 that speak about how we are clothed as the church. And to do that, I want to talk about the church in two different ways. In the first half of our reading from Revelation 7, perhaps you got lost at the repetition of the number 12,000 and all these different names. But I want you to pay a little bit of attention to those names and that number. St. John, in a series of visions that he has that are written in the book of Revelation, here describes a sight of 144,000 that are sealed. Sealed on their foreheads. And John describes to us that they come from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he names the different tribes. 12,000 out of each times 12 tribes, that's 144,000. Now, don't get hung up on that number. It's not a literal number. What it is, is a description of the church here on earth. And the church here on earth, of which all of us are a part of, is very much like Old Testament Israel. Just as Old Testament Israel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just as they were awaiting their Lord, the Christ, to come to them, so are we. Just like Israel, we are waiting for our Christ to come to us. Not in his first coming like Israel was waiting for. We're waiting for his second coming. But like Israel, we're awaiting our king. And like Israel... We are small in number. Hence the number 144,000. Now that might seem like a big number to you. 
For us as youpers who live up here where, well, a big town is Green Bay that has 100,000 people, right? That seems like a lot of people. But in the grand scope of humanity, 144,000 is tiny. And that's what you're to know about the church here on earth. We are small. We are few. We are outnumbered by those who are enemies of the church. Those who serve only their flesh. Those who serve only their self-interest. They outnumber us by a lot. They value things that we don't value. They reject the things that we do value. Love, life, compassion, kindness, humility. And yet, the Lord God promises to protect his church here on earth. We call it, in our catechism, the church militant. I don't know how much you think of yourself as a soldier. We do have the hymn, of course, Onward Christian Soldiers. But we do battle. Day in and day out as the church. Surrounded by enemies. But the Lord God in his mercy promises to keep us in safety. He seals us. And though the earth all around us threaten to devour us, though the world be falling apart all around us, though enemies be on every side of us, you cannot be pulled away from your heavenly Father. You cannot be pulled away from Christ by the world. You have a seal on you. You wear it on your forehead. And it's unseen to your eye, but it was given to you on the day you were baptized. When God put his name on you and said, you are my child, all that my son Jesus has done is for you. Your baptism is more, so much more than just a one-time occurrence. And we do well to remember that. For me, I was baptized Roughly a month after I was born. I don't remember it. I guess I was there. I've seen pictures. I trust that it actually happened. Some of you maybe actually watched it happen. But my baptism and your baptism is not just past history. It is who you are today. It is God's pledge to you that you are in Christ. That as you do battle against the world that falls apart around you, against a world that is hostile and hates you, nothing can pull you from the grasp of your Lord who loves you. That is a seal that you wear day in and day out. He seals you and feeds you at the table of his son Jesus as he gives you gifts forgiveness of sins life, salvation the body and blood of his son in all these things 
God keeps you, the church, sealed, clothing you on your very forehead with a seal that may not be seen to you, but it is seen to the God who loves you. You are his. You belong to him. But that's not the only way that we should think about the church. I describe the church here on earth as the church militant. And that is what John sees in the first half of our reading. But in the second half, he sees the church even bigger. A multitude, he says, that no one could number. He says, it's from every nation, all tribes and peoples and languages. as before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. You see, the church doesn't exist just here on earth. The church also exists in heaven. Before the throne of God, the church triumphant. And how is this church clothed? It is is clothed, it says, in white robes. Why white robes? Well, we're told a little later in the reading. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white. In the blood of the Lamb. The people of God before his throne are clothed in white robes. That is the holy, perfect life of Jesus Christ and the blood he sheds for them. It is like a robe that they wear so that they are covered in him. I once heard a wise old Lutheran pastor at a meeting I was at. I guess this would have been also back when I lived in Minnesota. He said to a group of us pastors, he said, You know what? We Lutherans, we do a good job talking about how Jesus died for us. But, he said, we also need to talk about how Jesus lived for us before he died. He reminded us that we need to remember that Jesus was indeed sinless, pure, the spotless Lamb of God, a perfect Passover Lamb. Hence the term, the Lamb, that we see in Revelation. Because Jesus was holy and spotless and perfect and without blemish, his life and his death and his resurrection are a robe that clothes his church before the throne. And that church is not an insignificant number. Because that church spans generations. Children of God who have lived all throughout human history, who are washed in the blood of Jesus and are clothed in robes that reflect his holiness and righteousness. 
and have a place before his throne. Now, St. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, speaks about heaven in a tremendously comforting way. When he tells the church at Philippi, our citizenship is in heaven. Not will be in heaven or someday will be given to us citizenship in heaven. No, even now. You are a citizen of heaven. Even now. Though you live here in this church militant, this church on earth, where we endure hardship and difficulty and struggle, even now, your place in the church triumphant is already secured. Even now, the perfect, holy life of Jesus Christ is a white robe that clothes you. Your sin is taken away. Your guilt is removed. You are a saint. All Saints Day is not the reminder of those who were especially holy people. It is a reminder that all in Christ are saints. All who are sealed as they live their lives in this world. All who wear robes of the blood of Christ that takes away their sin. Are saints, holy ones, set apart for God's special purpose. Brothers and sisters, this is the clothing that matters. These are your church clothes. The seal placed upon you when you were baptized. And the care our Lord Jesus gives you through his gifts as you live in this world. And the robe that is his righteousness for you. Every one of you is clothed perfectly this day. In Christ our Lord, who is with his church, both here on earth, and for all of eternity. Wear those clothes proudly and boldly in the confidence that our Lord Jesus Christ is with his church and therefore he is with you. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.